0: He's Christian. He's Jimmer. And we're back for another episode of Two PTs and a Bag of Chips. Today, we discuss Tommy John surgery, also known as ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction. We will also review Kettle Brand Korean Barbecue potato chips. Compliments once again to Mr. Peter Jennings. They come with um, chopsticks. And a bowl. And a bowl. Yeah. Is that like a lid on a bowl or what is that? Or is that just like a stuff in a bowl?
1: No, that's a lid. It's a lid. Pretty sure.
0: Good to know. Good to know. Ulnar collateral ligament. Medial the- collateral ligament.
1: Yeah, since it's on the ulnar side, which happens to be the inside.
0: Yes. Uh, this. Particular band of tissue is divided into three components. The anterior oblique ligament, which is the strongest and most significant stabilizer, to valgus stress on the elbow. There's also the posterior portion and the transverse portion, which aren't as interesting. This whole thing is called Tommy John surgery because in 1974, a baseball pitcher by the name of Tommy John was the first individual to undergo reconstruction of that ligament. By... Dr. Frank Job.
1: from the Job Institute. The,
0: I believe he was the uh, Dodgers doctor, I believe. Yes. Tommy John pitched for 26 major league seasons.
1: That's pretty impressive. His
0: first season was in 1963. He had reconstruction in 1974. And he continued to pitch until 1989. That's pretty darn impressive.
1: It is. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. That particular procedure was done where they took the ligament from his right elbow and transferred it to his left.
1: (laughs) Because he wasn't really using his right arm for anything other
0: than picking his nose. So
1: clearly didn't need an ulnar collateral ligament there.
0: Nope. So, uh, yeah, he was able to, obviously a left-handed picture, uh, he was able to make that work out. Uh, Later on, they would do it with a hamstring tendon. Now they've begun to do it with pulmaris longus and some other tendons.
1: Palmyra's long longas. We could do an whole episode on that. We could. How some people don't have one.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: The. Uh, are they further evolved or less evolved if you don't have a palmaras long? I guess it depends on if you have one or not.
0: Well, it's analogous to the muscle in cats that helps them uh, unleash their claws, I believe.
1: Yeah, so we're definitely further evolved if you don't have it.
0: Well, unless you're Wolverine, in which case you're... Wolverine! ...further evolved to do... That's Hugh Jackman. It is. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 Huh. Um As is the case with most elbow injuries, repetitive oh, we're overhead movements... Going back the, to the elbow now? Well, yeah, I think okay. you should. Uh, repetitive overhead movements is the major culprit of injury, uh, particularly pitching, volleyball, tennis, water polo, throwing, whatever yep. you got there. Uh, you can also injure this through trauma, a foosh or fall on outstretched hand, as well as a forced twisting of the arm.
1: So I wonder if that's a common injury in a professional arm wrestling. That's a good point. Because that's because that's kind of an emotion when you lose. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah definitely. We gotta do some research on that. We'll get back to you guys. We'll, we'll let you know. Uh, the main hallmark of this injury is what's called valgus laxity. So if you think of a knee where you tear the MCL, uh, this is sort of the equivalent ligament, roughly speaking. And so you lose stability on the inside of the elbow, which is very important when you're trying to throw a baseball, pitch, volleyball, hit. Yeah, anytime you want to serve. control
1: going from a flex to an extended
0: position. Yeah. Uh, there are a number of special tests that can be done to determine whether or not this structure is intact or not. Uh, The main one is a valgus overload. We'll post photos of this during the week, perhaps even a video. Who knows? Who knows? There's also the milking sign, uh, which is where the thumb and forearm get externally rotated. That's kind of entertaining. And then the moving valgus stress test. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Usually you hurt with palpation, very similar to last week's episode where we discussed Little League Elbow, a lot of those signs present early. uh, Pain in the elbow, loss of extension of the elbow, uh, some swelling potentially, reduced velocity and throwing distance. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it goes there. I agree with everything you just said. Uh, For this particular episode, we're going to discuss a number of studies that were out there. So surgery, in most cases, is recommended if you have a full rupture or a significant rupture. Uh, Performance and return to sport among Major League Baseball position players. So this eliminates the pitcher from the equation. Uh, This study is from 2008. They looked at 33 players. The average age was uh, 30 plus or minus 4.2 years. Very important there. Uh, most of them had played baseball for between two and nine years at this point already professionally. Uh, 28 players were able to return to baseball, to Major League Baseball, I should say. 28 out of? 28 out of 34. Okay. So that's a pretty good ratio, 85%. Um, of those players, there was a significantly lower re- return to sport rate for catchers. And they had a significantly shorter Career length postoperatively. Uh, outfielders had a significantly lower wins above replacement, which means they were no longer as f- useful as they were prior to their surgery, which is also sort of interesting. Uh, and then twenty or sorry, twelve players returned to a different position completely. Hmm. The so. catcher makes
1: sense because you, you know, biggest thing about catchers is most of the time you take their legs away. Yep. So a lot more stress on the arm. Absolutely. I would feel there's, you know, losing velocity to makes sense, too.
0: I mean, it feels like, you know, a second baseman can probably tolerate having a weaker arm better than any other position, potentially. Yep. Or um, maybe even a shortstop. Yeah, usually shortstop has a pretty long throw from deep in the hole, but who knows? There's a hole? That's what they call it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's baseball. I'm not, I'm not a baseball guy. Yeah, ne- absolutely. Uh, this next study is Major League Baseball Pitching Performance After Tommy John's Surgery and the Effects of Tear Characteristics, Technique, and Graph Type. Uh, this came out in 2019. This looked at looked at 46 major league pitchers um, who were returning from primary ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction aka Tommy John surgery. Uh, return to sport was 96%, 82% returned to major league baseball. So fairly similar to the positional player study. The techniques performed really didn't make too much of a difference now the, the gracilis was used in a, in a fair number of these with the palmaris graft being more often used in younger players. The
1: gracilis is one of the inside muscles in your thigh. Yes, yes it is. I figured yes, i point that is. out
0: there. Pitchers with higher velocity tended to lose velocity after the surgery and so that was a problem. If you're a high velocity, if you're a Randy
1: Johnson and you can't throw at 99 miles an hour.
0: Yep. The conclusion on this one was technique perform and graft type did not affect performance. However, pitchers with palmaris grafts returned at a higher rate than those with gracilis grafts. Some of that may be due to age. Yeah, so distal tears occurred in pitchers with greater velocity and better performance before injury, yet pitchers with proximal tears matched this performance after reconstruction. So location of tear definitely made a difference in terms of total post-surgical performance. Pitchers with complete tears played longer after reconstruction, which is kind of interesting. Pitchers who had partial tears had worse performance before injury and after reconstruction than those with chronic tears. So, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I kind of zoned out there. Yeah, anyway, this is where it gets interesting. So, exceeding pitch count recommendations in Little League Baseball increases the chance of requiring Tommy John surgery as a professional baseball pitcher. This goes back to our last episode discussion for Little League Elbow, and how pitch counts are important, and not just total pitch count, but also velocity of pitching at that time. Overall, in this study, they looked at 638 pitchers who pitched in the Little League World Series between 2001 and 2009. Uh, 62 of those kids, about 10%, went on to play professional 56 minor league and six to the major league baseball. Three of those kids ended up pitching in major league baseball. So you've got about a three percent chance of going to major league baseball if you played in the, world, in the series. world series. So not a super high number. Now, but maybe stick to studying kids. Yeah,
1: just throwing that out there.
0: Then it says, uh, three former Little League pitchers, about 5% who played professionally, underwent ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction. Uh, Pitchers who exceeded pitch counts and played professionally, 50%, two out of four, it's not the biggest number, uh, required ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction, while only 1.7%, one in 58 of those who did not exceed pitch counts recommendations required ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction. So, you have a significantly higher... Statistical opportunity to undergo ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction if you exceed pitch counts.
1: That could also be because they're shitty pitchers.
0: A lot of options, a lot of reasons for that.
1: You have to throw a lot more pitches if you're not a good pitcher.
0: Yep. So basically, just be careful with pitch counts. And then here's one more study because I told you we're talking about a lot of studies here which has to do with the effect of pre-draft ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction on future performance in professional baseball. A matched cohort comparison." Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, The conclusion here is that essentially people who tore their ulnar collateral ligament prior to being drafted actually end up doing better post-reconstruction. So. That one throws a whole wrench in the concept.
1: Maybe they're just more motivated.
0: Maybe they are.
1: So, I think to summarize it is, if you want to avoid only collateral ligament surgery, don't play baseball.
0: I mean, there's one way to go about doing it. Right? Yeah. Uh, In any event, a lot of information still to come. This is obviously an area of surgery that is affecting more younger individuals than ever in the past. At this point, the number of pitchers who are getting drafted that have torn their ulnar collateral ligament is somewhere between twelve and twenty percent. Which is pretty high. Yeah. You know, one in one in ten, one in one in twenty. So one in five, sorry.
1: I wanna reiterate what I just said earlier. Yeah. Don't play baseball.
0: Yeah.
1: Play and cricket. Then, uh, It'd be interesting to see how many cricketers. Well, totally a different totally different
0: motion. You throw straight on the overhead? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction, Tommy John surgery, is problematic if you get injured as a professional, apparently less problematic if you get injured as a youth. There you have it. Apparently.
1: Because you're um, because you're younger, you heal better.
0: Probably. Let's go with that. Probably. There's another study on cost of uh, ulnar collateral ligament injuries to Major League Baseball. It's uh, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Pretty fascinating. Yeah, won't discuss it today. To trivia time. Last week's trivia question: How many dots are there on a pair of dice?
1: I think the pair thing threw everybody off, right?
0: It did throw a lot of people off, absolutely. So a pair of dice is obviously two. One die has 21 dots. A pair has 42. Gotta say, good job to Jen, Kate, Alan, and Liz. Well done. They read the question completely. Close, but not quite. Tony and Nicole just jumped to twenty-one. <laughs> nice then, job, Tony. I'm not really sure what happened with Natasha, but she guessed seventeen. So she
1: goes to University of Oklahoma. I think that's what happened.
0: So th- they don't have to count. Nope. Oh,
1: no. Nope. Gotcha. They're more of a um, non-counting school.
0: Cowboys and cowgirls. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Uh, this week's question. How many grooves are there on the edge of a quarter? And why are they there? Yeah.
1: Everybody knows why they're there, so that you can scratch up scratch tickets.
0: Oh, is that the reason why?
1: Yeah, that's why they put them on, way back in the day, when, you know, they didn't have electronic betting and gambling and lottery. Mm. So to scratch tickets, (coughs) you have to use your quarter.
0: Yeah. Well, the process is called reading, R E E D I N G. Hmm. Yeah. Um. We'll talk about that next week, I guess. Yeah,
1: so um, get to counting.
0: Yep. Chip time!
1: I know I've had these before.
0: Kettle brand, Korean barbecue, compliments of Peter Jennings. Chip to air ratio, actually pretty solid, 45%. Pretty good today. Pretty That's good. good for it. must have been uh, an odd batch. They must have overfilled the bag or something. Yeah. Yep. What makes Korean barbecue? I believe it's the spices used. So different
1: spices than... Uh, North Carolina barbecue or Kansas barbecue? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So it's not the sauce, it's the spices.
0: Yes. Does it say what spices are in here? I think it will say what spices are in there.
1: Uh, Paprika.
0: I mean, typically Korean barbecue is also like thinner meat Hmm. chunks.
1: Natural flavors, including smoke. Yummy. Tomato powder, tarula yeast. Yum. Molasses powder.
0: Yeah. I don't think anything that stands out. We'll see. We'll you going to try it? I'm going to have one.
1: you do it. So what do you think? What do you think? It's
0: a subtle beginner. Hmm. A little paprika on the back end.
1: Yeah, so I don't get... <clears throat> take the big one. Take I don't it. get the... Um, I don't know what the Korean barbecue part of this
0: is. Maybe it's sweeter? I mean, good kettle chip as per usual it's kind of
1: underwhelming flavoring wise to me honestly it tastes like a like a paprika chip in the netherlands
0: yeah there's a little more onion to it than that i'm not getting a lot of smoke though either
1: i'm not getting a lot of anything Uh uh-oh Maybe I shouldn't have had the paper Norton before.
0: Maybe, maybe I threw it off.
1: Okay, this one's a little darker. Maybe it has more flavoring. Awesome. No, Um, just one thumb for me. I'm gonna want them too. As 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 impressed as I was last week with them, with the turbos flamos. uh, This flavor, yeah, it's not bad. It's just I don't. um, Huh. Maybe I need to go get me some more Korean barbecue.
0: Maybe I'm a big Korean barbecue fan. But I don't think I've ever had it. That's like thin, thinner cuts of meat.
1: Yeah, like Mongolian beef.
0: Kind of. Sure. Yeah, well,
1: well whatever. It's yeah. um. There, luckily, there's lots of other kettle brands. Turns out, Christian just found that they have a mule,
0: a Moscow mule flavored potato chip not sure if that's going to be uh, <laughs> remotely sound, close to d- delightful. It doesn't
1: sound good at all. But for those of us who like Moscow Mules, that might be a good accompanying crisp. Ginger. For, whiskey, for a drink.
0: Whiskey? whiskey vodka? What goes in them? Whisk? Vodka.
1: Vodka. So ginger, ginger
0: lime, vodka. It would
1: be a lot of lime, I would assume. Maybe you can stick them in your, like dunk them in your Moscow
0: Mule. That actually sounds really terrible. Yeah. The opposite of like dunking a cookie in milk. <laughs> right. Um, like a biscotti, right? A, yeah. A biscotti and coffee, yeah. No. Nope. Well, thank you for listening today. Next week, we're going to cover stem cell injections. It's going to be good. You better listen. We are going tell to tell your review. friends. Sorry. No. no. We're going to review the Lay's salted caramel. Compliments of Judy Bloomberg. So that could be interesting. Yeah, she's the one who
1: brought in the turbos flamos. She did. did.
0: Maybe she'll overwhelm us again. Maybe. If you liked today's episode, please tell your friends. Follow, review, subscribe. We will be posting more information this week on Instagram and Twitter, so give us a follow there as well. If you want more information on Rebound Therapy, check out the website, reboundclinic.com. I want to do a uh,
1: little study, see how many people listen and react, okay? Yeah. Chime in, let us know through whatever means you normally contact us. But let us know if you'd like us to do a video. A video? Yeah, like a like a video, like a YouTube video. Whoa. Instead of a podcast, we'll do a video cast. Whoa. Whoa. I'm just curious. This could be I, I got some questions this week from, from patients why, why we didn't do the video. And I said because we have faces for radio. But... Just curious, let us know. Not saying it's going to happen, but... Yeah. Well, here's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.